Welcome to Demogranomics, your insight to the powerful surprises ahead for the US economy. Demogranomics, where people make markets. And now, here is Mike Williams. Hello there and good morning. It's Mike Williams and uh, welcome back to the podcast. This one we're going to call The Apocalypse, Part 777. So good morning. Listen, uh, what a weekend. Trying to review all the experts' opinions is a wasted effort as it relates to Brexit. Besides, it immediately places one's mindset into a failure state. The state of lacking versus the state of abundance, the latter having proven a far more productive view in the last I don't know, 200 years or so. That being said, the coverage this weekend and all day Friday from before sunrise to well into the dark hours of the night was tantalizing indeed. And it did what it was supposed to do. The coverage drove the VIX, spiked fears, trampled the averages with the fourth highest day of volume on Friday in the last two years. By the way, the other three were within, were within two to three days of the lows, if not the low. This also stacked up on top of a major Russell index rebalancing that was done on the close Friday. That's done once a year. You can just imagine the fear for perspectives now driven even more deeply into the psyche of the crowd. Let's cut to the chase. I could blather on about lots of stuff that sounds really brilliant. I could analyze to death the aspects of risk with breathless anticipation as we all wonder about Brexit. I could tell you the many things we need to fear, but I'd rather just cut to the chase. Welcome to the summer swoon, excuse trigger number one. What to do? Well, let's be ready for opportunity. For now, Let's highlight a few primary thoughts, which are likely to be very contrary to the garbage bin being flushed into our systems via the tension-filled media process surrounding Brexit. Heck, there's now even a new term being coined, re-Brexit, where millions have already signed a petition to suggest they did not even understand what they were voting for. Seriously, guys, one couldn't make this stuff up. I hate to say this, but the facts are we just keep calm and carry on. While others will do as they always do, we are paid to collectively think more clearly during times of perceived confusion. The fact of the matter? Well, it's during these types of events, these windows in time, where investors make much of their long-term return. Here's a fact for you. The most difficult action or reaction for a vast majority of investors in their financial plan is to stay the course in the face of frightening news and incessant recession or apocalyptic predictions. The toughest thing of all is also the most rewarding, history tells us. Let me count the ways. Seriously, grab a beer, a hot coffee, or a nice cigar. Peer out over your life and ask yourself this. Is it good to be alive today? I hope your answer was yes, so let's all be thankful for that first. The Brexit decision in reality was more like getting a divorce after living apart for 20 years. With the exception of this rampant need for clarity about the future, as if it ever really arrives, or this the market does not like uncertainty garbage, what really will change? 
are we to assume that somehow the EU, who needs Great Britain far more than in reverse, is going to screw them over its economic and trade agreements, which will now be negotiated over the next two years, if at all? We had those same nutty thoughts before, way back during the Cold War. It's like, who was really going to push the red button that assured mutual annihilation? The EU was never a productive vehicle, ever. We got 25 years to prove that to us. It helped Germany, but that's about it. Oddly enough, were it to break up, we may indeed find many good things, as I suspect we will find in the coming months, out of Brexit. Oops, did we forget? By the way, did anyone else notice how quickly we dumped the $26 crude oil as the end of all mankind monster to the curb? I digress. Prior to the 4% drubbing here in the States for most of the indices on Friday, again, they were compounded by the volatile Russell rebalance at the close, most had already forgotten the markets had rallied 2% in the prior four days. Net-net, this latest apocalypse has so far caused a a net 2% week-over-week change and right at 2.5% if you went back a month as it relates to a decline in the S&P 500. Judging by the breathless words from every piece I read, one could have thought it was October 1987 all over again. Indeed, early last week I noted for you that S&P 500 had closed the day before at the same price range as seen on November 21, 2014. Well, even after the drubbing we took on Friday, we notched that back to just November 6 of the same year. In other words, price action is more of the same, the same thing we've seen for 20 months now. Sentiment already stunk on Thursday, as we had noted at the time in your last podcast. We can be pretty assured that it will be even worse this week when we update it. A bigger view, there are some random thoughts which have proven helpful during periods like this weekend and the ensuing weeks. One is a joke I once heard from a pilot. My job is all about hours of boredom interrupted by a few moments of terror on takeoff and landing. Investing in markets tends to be the same. Over the years, I have found the aspect of compounding over time is the toughest to grasp and obtain. Morgan Housel of Motley Fool once said it this way, compound interest is like planting oak trees. One day's progress shows nothing. A few years' progress shows very little. Ten years shows something pretty good. And fifty years creates something absolutely magnificent. What people don't realize is that what you do during times of stress in investing can either provide you that compounding benefit or completely erase it from existence. Investing is a good deal like math. Many experts on Wall Street try to impress you with complexity, but the simple, elegant stuff is what's really powerful. The wooing stuff usually just boils down to more expensive fees in the end. Simplicity, count people, money follows. 
Likewise, all the derivatives and hedging tools we are now flooded with these days are much like Louis Vuitton handbags. As many husbands know, they have some minor practical uses, but mostly they're an attempt to impress other people at the benefit of sellers and middlemen. Again, we may really be boring, but we try to keep it simple. Call it nutty, but it works. Simple will be the hardest thing to do in the coming weeks, just like all summer swoons. This one we will blame on Brexit. Next year it will be something new after another swing at bird flu during flu season. In the end, it's always tough to stay the course. That's why they call it investing and not fun. It reminds me of another saying I heard once, Wall Street is like Vegas, but with Hermes ties and no free drinks. Stand against the storm. Winston Churchill once stated, democracy is the worst form of government, except for all the others. Whether it was 9-11 or the 2008 financial crisis or Greece's default, financial markets have always habitually gone through sharp, knee-jerk reactions to big events, driven by mesmerizing media coverage and spiked with lots of, quote, uncertainty. The secret? look, guys, all of life is uncertainty. All of it. It is what we believe it is. Period. Fear in markets has made the normal reaction today. Sell now and ask questions later. Why? Well, look, as noted in your Memorial Day break updates, it's always possible a big stock sell-off is justified. Time has proven that is far more probable a downward dip is more indicative of people selling because they don't know what's going to happen, not because they have some secret that you don't know about. I'm going to describe to you a chart for a second. It goes from 1871 until now. While the world will spend much time over the ensuing weeks trying to define the future as it relates to Brexit, we stand by the idea that most will be wrong. Most will dramatically overstate the negative impact while overlooking the many things which are more likely to go correctly. Call that Pollyannish if you will, but it does sit better with history as the chart I'm about to describe to you points out. I'm going to give you a sense of what took place as generations of wealth have been built for the last couple hundred years. Over 1.3 million Americans died while fighting nine wars. Four U.S. presidents were assassinated. 675,000 Americans died in a single year from a flu pandemic. 30 separate natural disasters killed at least 400 Americans each. 33 recessions lasted a cumulative 48 years. The stock market fell more than 10% from its recent high 97 times. Stocks lost a third of their value at least 12 times. Annual inflation exceeded 7% in 20 separate years. And the words economic pessimism appeared in newspapers 29,000 times, according to Google. But here's the deal. The markets over that period went up 10,000-fold. 
thinking in abundance about the future instead of lack and fear allowed one to possibly participate in that market move up 10,000-fold. During my time in the business world since 1982, it's just 18-fold, and that's even after Brexit. Listen, it's better than we think. The barbell economy continues to move along steadily. The focal points noted for members throughout these podcasts are likely are unlikely to change much at all as it relates to Brexit. It may even be better for U.S. stocks as money flows to strength. In or out of the EU, those steps overseas will have little impact on the actions taken over the next 30 to 40 years by the two largest generations to ever impact the U.S. economy. For now, remember this. Just keep our thoughts floating in the back of your mind like this. History proves repeatedly investors are rewarded for doing the logical thing when most others are losing their minds in emotional fretting. The other points? Two, fear drives your attention, and it also makes stocks cheaper, and people drive markets. Folks, the news is terrible, often, but we're in pretty darn good shape. This is a storm on a very, very significant ocean. So I hope these thoughts have been helpful. Let's stay the course, steady on the wheel. Until we see you again, may your journey be grand and your legacy significant.